Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. If you know. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Now. Enough of this Draymond, enough of this Draymond con- controversy. Let's get to the most controversial athlete in the history of the Bay. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Crawford. Come on. I love that sound. Yeah, I do too. You know what that means. It means I'm getting thirsty up in here. Beer? I tried to get a beer and uh, I was shut down. Yeah, it's too early. By the ma- <laughs> What's wrong with you people? You no, know, you're going to go get one after the show. It's the five o'clock pop. It's the three o'clock pop. My fault, my fault. Even though we're going to pretend it's five o'clock and it's Friday, the five o'clock pop is brought to you by Farmers Brewing Company, whatever time it is and wherever you are. Join us as we get ready for, ladies and gentlemen. The weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll be sipping on their West Coast IPA. Really delicious. Sun up till sundown. I don't even know why you're stopping then. But anyway, do you. Go grab a six-pack from Farmer's Brewing at your nearest grocery store, Safeway, and enjoy the game with us and, and the beer uh, right here on the home of, of uh, the morning roast, uh, 95.7 The Game. Nice. There it is. Uh, no pods tonight. No Wiggins tonight. <laughs> yeah. We'll ask again tomorrow. I guess. I mean, I guess. I'm not saying anything about Wiggins. My mentions are still in uh, complete disrepair. All up in my mentions? Just people, I mean, come on. Well, listen. It was an opinion, my friends. But hold on, Dibs. Hello, friends. Hold on. You're kind of like that's a little... I, by the way, Bonte didn't do this, but a lot of people have done it for him. Um... Come on, it was an opinion, people. Well, come on, they're allowed to clap back. Sure. That's all. I don't know if people are getting personal and, and, and thre- yes. threatening your life. Yes. Um, no, no, not threatening my okay. life, but, right. you know, somebody actually, it's been fun because somebody who uh, replied is a young man who I had in summer camp about 30 years ago. And he was like, I don't know about his sports takes, but. He was a pretty good camp counselor back in the 90s. It's like, oh, look at you. Can I say something real quick about this? Say it. Say it to Bonte. I'll say it to Dan Dibley. I remind myself of this all the time, especially with the lovely relationship I have with our YouTube audience. Oh. Can I say this real quick now? Everybody hear this real quick. 
if you're a radio host and everybody agrees with your opinions all the time, you suck. Oh, yeah. Gone. You stink at this. I'll now, say it, he stinks. That doesn't mean that opinions get made up for for clicks or views or whatever everybody thinks. I mean, again, we talk about it a lot. We promised each other at the start of this show, authenticity, do not make up an opinion just so that we can debate it. Right. Like, oh, <laughs> maybe someday we'll work for ESPN again. I don't know. That's what. That's their thing. That's not my thing. That's not our thing. Um, so these opinions are what they are. And uh, damn it, I hope you disagree sometimes. Because if you don't, then I'm coming with an opinion like, so, I think sun is better than rain. Ooh. Yeah. That's hot. That's a hot take. Literally. Back up, y'all. <laughs> totally. Where's the hose? Come on, man. You got to spray that one down and cool it off. And if I just came out here and advocated for rain over sun, then we would be doing the show that you and I agreed that we weren't going exactly. to do. Exactly. Thank you, Kellerman. Exactly. I mean, come on, uh, Mark, man. you're wrong about sun. It's, I think it's dangerous. <laughs> We need the rain. Yes. Yeah, so, Am so, I right? Like it's, Stupid. It's funny. People will say things like that. Let's celebrate our differences. But then they get really uncomfortable when they're there. Yeah. Like, I mean, in the end, yesterday is no big deal. Bonte did his job. Draymond responded. Okay. Nobody took anybody's money. Nobody, nobody got physically hurt. Right. Nobody did anything. Nobody did anything. Nobody threw a punch in practice. (laughs) It was just a... uh, Thank you. It was a retort. It was a surprise that somebody would be speaking to him, and Bonte was just an absolute pro, a pro about it. And uh, I do do wonder about the next time, if there is a next time, when Draymond... Right. Maybe Draymond's... He's good. Appearing on that that post game show, I don't know. I mean, the high likelihood is is when they all went over. Hey, Draymond, will you go on NBC Sports Bay Area? He was probably like, "Oh, you damn well better believe I will." He probably was waiting for his next opportunity yeah. to speak to Bonte in a public space. You're right. You're right. Which is totally fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's another thing I'd love to say real quick, and then I, I do. We will do want to get to this Crawford stuff. Um. It's interesting to me when people go, look, Draymond, if you had a problem with it, take Bonte somewhere private and talk man-to-man. Bonte's comments weren't private. Right, right. Bonte's opinion wasn't private. It was on a radio show. Blast out to thousands and thousands and thousands of people. It's completely fair for Draymond to wait for a public moment to express his feelings back. It's totally fair, I yeah, think. I'm not trying to yeah. characterize it as unfair. It was unexpected based on totally. yeah, Bonte's I reaction. Coming. I don't think That's Bonte like, thought it was coming. Mm-mm. I don't think they got in Bonte's ear and said, hey, just so you know, yeah, Draymond. Draymond's gonna, <laughs> Draymond's a little high. Draymond's coming at you. I think that, I, that there was a certain amount of unexpectedness that came with that. I appreciate that I got a teachable moment out of it, though, by the way. I was in the middle of Zoom class with my Cal Poly journalism group last night when this happened yeah and they were all reading something some voiceover thing that i had sent them they're reading and this goes down and then it's all over social media and we regather and i'm like okay kids gather around you throw the records i want out. you to watch something and let's talk about how you'd handle it because this stuff happens so and you could just share your screen and then share they could the screen all see it. and there it was and we all sat there as a class and kind of talked it out 
And just like, okay, if you're a media member, how do you feel about this? What do, what would you do if this happened to you? Kind of a thing. This this whole class will be at the Warrior game next Saturday when Victor Wembanyama comes to town. Oh, fun! I told all of them. I said, if Steve Kerr turns on you, be ready, because he might. He might be like Cal Poly. I went to Arizona. You suck, Cal Poly. Totally. What are you gonna do? What are you going to do, hot shot? Yeah. So they're ready. You should set up Kerr to come at one of your students. <laughs> I'd be incredible. You know, that guy in the fourth row in a flannel. I want you to just yeah, bury what, him. What are you wearing? Totally. Dress for the job you want, not the one you got, <laughs> you little snot nose. So fun. Anyway, um, are the Giants wrong for not giving Brandon Crawford any sort of an offer? Quote, the bottom line, it was I was not wanted back by the one person whose opinion matters. <laughs> so I went with a team that gave me a major league contract. Cardinals have a long history, blah, 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 blah. Bottom line is I wanted to come back to the Giants. That was obviously the ideal situation for me. I had no playing time expectations just to help out, be a veteran mentor for Luciano, Casey Schmidt, Tyler Fitzgerald, Continue being that guy for Tyro, whoever else I could help out in that capacity. That's what I came to him with. And I was told I could earn the last spot on the roster like anyone else could as a non-roster invitee. And that was the nail in the coffin for me. That's from Brandon Crawford. Yeah. Now, your opening question of... Are the, were the Giants wrong to not offer him anything more than that? We don't know yet, and that will be TBD to be determined. I do know this. Uh, there is a major league team that thought Brandon Crawford was worthy of a major league spot and $2 million. So is Crawford going to play well enough to earn that spot? Only time will tell. The other piece of it also for me is who's your shortstop? Because the Giants right now, to my eye, don't have – a shortstop. They have some guys who might play shortstop, but they don't have a guy that you can put out there and say, you're the shortstop. If you're counting on Marco Luciano, that to me is a giant question mark for a guy who may or may not be capable enough to play shortstop at all, let alone six days a week. So there's two pieces to this. Is Crawford done? We're going to find out in St. Louis. And did you replace him with somebody surefire, ready to go? I don't think so. No, but also, I, I, I would argue, I, I know Luciano's going to, quote, get the first chance. There's also Casey Schmidt. There's Tyler Fitzgerald. Tyro can play games at short if needed. Matt Chapman can play them in a pinch. Mm, is he on the team Matt yet? Matt Chapman. Anyway, right? Like, I, I, there are options there. I don't think they're all in on Luciano. Okay, here's Farhan's response, because this was brought to him. This idea of, like, hey... Brandon was willing to play in a reduced role, he says. So what about that claim? Here's Farhan's response. Quote, that assessment is 100% fair. He had interest in coming back and was open to a different role. Here's the key. Lean in to the speakers and listen to this one. The main thing we've discussed internally was the challenge of the fit because his status in the organization would actually make this supportive mentorship role challenging for him, even with the best of intentions. You buy that? No. Why not? I mean, you're telling me that he can't be a mentor because he is such a big presence in the organization? 
So he's going to come in and he's going to still want to be DJ BC Raw and he's not going to be able to sublimate his ego and be able to play the role and coach up a young player? Oh, I don't think he's saying that at all. Well, what, what's he saying? He's, he's talking saying that about he's everybody s- else. He's not talking about Brandon. He's talking about the fans. And, and teammates. Like, Brandon Crawford is royalty in the Giants organization. Right. He's royalty. So imagine if Luciano now, right, this is a hot shot rookie that we've been hearing about for four years. He goes out there and a month into the season, he's batting a buck sixty-two. Right? What the hell is going to happen? Is he going to get space? Is it going to feel to fans and maybe more importantly teammates like Brandon Crawford is being disrespected despite the fact that Brandon may come out and even publicly be, no, 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 we're good here, we're good here. Like, I think that's a pretty fair response, but let me also take it a step further. I mean, what did Brandon hit last year? Buck 70? Buck 90 something. Buck 90? Buck 80? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Here's one thing. Here's an example. This is what I'll say. Okay? Plenty of people have complained this year about Clay Thompson. They have used the word washed. They have used the phrase, it's time to move on. Living in the past. I know that he's an all-time great, but... And then they fill in the blank. If that same person then, let's say the Warriors at the end of the year just let Clay walk... And that same person was like, dude, how are you going to treat a legend like this? How are you going to do that? That's what this feels like. Um, I don't think anybody was like, you've got to bring back Brandon Crawford. Brandon Crawford's 37 years old and failed to get to the Mendoza line last year. And I understand he's talking about a reduced role, and that's great. And would you love to have him around? I understand that. However, look at all the names we're sitting here talking about. Like, whose roster spot do you want that to be? Do you want that to be in favor of a young guy who you are interested in looking at and fans are always clamoring for? Right. Let's give another guy, let's give a Kaminga, a Moody, a Luciano, a Fitzgerald, a Schmidt. Give them some time and let's see what they can do. Are you going to give one of those guys the roster spot because he's Brandon and 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 you want him to just kind of hang out and talk to people? I don't know. Well, he might be better than those people, and we don't know how he's going to play. Last year was a bad year, and he had a ton of injuries. And if he's healthy and he feels like he can give it one more go, St. Louis seems to think that he can. And I'm sorry, but outside of Luciano, Casey Schmidt we've seen, and yeah, you want to give him time. And let's give Fitzgerald some time and Luciano, and let's just let's piecemeal it with three young guys you're not looking to win, then it's just another rebuild before the inevitable rebuild. Not that Brandon Crawford's the difference between an 80-win team and a 90-win team, but are you trying to win, or are you just trying to look at these 4A players again? No, you're trying to win. But but I, to me, you have no you have no answer at shortstop, and Brandon Crawford at least at the very least. Why do why do you feel that way? I don't think Marco Luciano can play shortstop. I don't think that he is... Not, that opinion is based on what? Many experts that I've been reading their reports, guys who know a lot more about baseball than I do, they don't think that he fits as a shortstop in Major League Baseball. I get that a lot of people think he projects in his career... As like, an outfielder. Or, or even a third baseman. Right. He's got a very, very big body. A-Rod came up as a shortstop. He did not project out there at the end. Yeah. He went over to third base. That could happen. But I would, I mean, gosh, at least take a look... 
Sure. Before we, I mean, even if a bunch of experts think that, yeah. like a bunch of experts thought that Trace Jackson Davis wasn't even worth a draft pick. Do you know what I mean? Like, I let, know exactly what you're saying, this is, but this I don't see a, a real path toward a future for any of these guys at shortstop. They're, Casey mm-hmm. Schmidt is a guy who we saw a lot of last year, and he was overmatched. So is rookie, he going to... Right. A lot of people are overmatched. Sure. Is he going to make Matt the Williams, adjustment and come back and, and be able to... Is he going to be a better hitter this year? Is he a guy who's going to hit 260, 270? I mean, maybe. Yeah, like it's guys, possible. Guys get better. Like you oh, got to Right? You got to see Certainly. it. I'm not going to go on MLB.com's opinion and be like, so he can't do it. Shortstop's a big, big-time position. Luciano's and you've got a big, big-time prospect. Prospect. So you've got right. your shortstop position is three prospects and Ahmed if he makes the team. Big question mark to me. No question it's a Wouldn't question Wouldn't it be mark. good to have a, a veteran there who could maybe mentor these guys? And I don't buy Farhan's excuse or his reason that, you know, based on his... His track record and his personality, it wouldn't be the right fit. I mean, he would know better than I would, but that to me sounds like a cop-out. Um, what, the way I hear it. What What if the Giants' internal evaluation is, he done. He's 37, he's been yeah. hurt constantly, he's done. Well, that's what it is, because they offered him just a minor league show up and try out is what they offered So him. then I would take issue with you calling it a cop-out because it would be beyond offensive to come out and say, we just didn't feel like he could play anymore. Oh, that wouldn't be offensive. That'd oh, be God. keeping it real. Oh. Keep it real, Dude, Farhan. Stop. Stop. Don't say that. St. Louis obviously thinks that he's got something left. St. Louis is giving him $2 million bucks to be the same right. thing that the Giants are doing with a Nick Ahmed, if you but will. But the Giants wouldn't even have done that for Brandon Crawford. Right. Right. Because their assessment is that he's done. Right. And I don't think that's a crazy assessment. It's not a crazy assessment. But they certainly, like, my gosh, what you're suggesting would be, quite frankly, the most disrespectful thing an organization has ever done to one of its great players ever. To just come out and be like, yeah, we don't think he can play anymore. Be honest. Stop. You know, based on uh, his personality, and we don't think that the mentorship because of the... You I mean, all the double talk that he said, I do think that. You yeah. think they should publicly say, we think Brandon Crawford's done. Or you could just say, you know, we have other options that we're looking at, and, you know, you could say something more than... I, I think that's what they said. What he said was, you know, we don't know if, if he would fit based on, you know, what a great legacy and all the rest of it. I just don't think that that is... I don't think that that's very truthful. I think what they really wanted to say is what you're saying. We don't think he's very good anymore. Right, and they they can't. Okay. They cannot say that. That would be awful. You want them to say that? Do you want the... I don't want him to say what he said. If Clay Thompson shoots 25% from three for the rest of this year and the Warriors let him walk, you want that statement? Why do well, the like- actions will speak louder than the words. I don't want him to say, well, we don't want to bring back Clay because we feel like, you know, his presence here would be a I distraction. Mean, and I just, I think that that's nonsense. I, 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 it's my I, opinion. I think you'd never get a PR job. <laughs> well, how I'm not fishing for you, a PR but job. But how would you suggest that somebody say that publicly in this position? Like, and, and how would you think that that's not way worse to Brandon? I mean, at least. At least he went and got a different gig. Right. Like, I would be absolutely blown away if an organization after... How many years was Brandon with the team? 13 years? 12, yeah, something like that. 13 years? This guy's a forever giant. 
I mean, my God, like he, and you would come out publicly and just be like, we think he, we don't think he can play anymore. Well, that's basically what they're saying without saying it. Which is and the right this thing This is to what do. Brandon is saying. Which is the right Brandon's thing to comment do. is, you know, they didn't, it was pretty clear, the one guy who had a chance to keep me around didn't want me around. That's what Brandon said. So yeah, whether or not the, the club says it or not, say it. the club did it. So but it doesn't you, matter if you say it or not. <laughs> yes, it does. The club basically said, uh, we don't want you here. That, um, that was their action. So words, right. the words that Farhan chose, it's nonsense. Matter. Well, they matter in that what? it's it's nonsense. Oh gosh, yeah, boy. I mean, yeah. Like I'm, I, I, so we, we don't want him here because he'd be a distraction. Because he's didn't use that word. Read we it did again. Not call him a distraction. Read it again. The main thing we've discussed internally was the challenge of the fit because his status in the organization would actually make this supportive mentorship role challenging for him, even with the best of intentions. I actually don't question his intent. Or that he would do everything he could to mentor our young players and help bring them along. I just think we expect our younger players will have their ups and downs as young players do. And having the greatest shortstop in franchise history on the bench, it was just going to create a dynamic where it was going to be harder for our young players to play with a margin of error. Because they've got a 13-year, he'd be a 14-year veteran over their shoulder. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Brandon Flippin Crawford. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I don't. Did, I don't buy that. Did that, we not say this reasoning. about Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo last year? Well, that's a different or, story. Or Trey Lance, for that matter. Well, Trey, those are totally different stories. How so? Jimmy was a distraction because Jimmy clearly didn't want to be here, and they didn't want him here. And the only reason why he was still here is because they were painted into a corner, and they had no other option other than to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm. This is not that. That's one way to say this it. This is a forever giant and a beloved giant. I don't agree with you that they didn't have any other option. Well, they got to a point where they weren't sure if Brock was going to be back, and then they knew that they didn't want to have Trey, no, so they had to have Jimmy. Prior, No, no, no. They knew that they didn't have Brock back. This was prior to Brock Purdy ever even making the team. But right. The, the Brock had not played yet. You had no quarterback. You had Trey Lance. You had no quarterback. They didn't think that. I you, think that they did think, think that. We didn't think that. And we all, I thought so. Yeah, well, it and was, well, I, I, I called it a right. hedge that day and got of absolutely course. torched for it. You were spot on. Well, but. And I don't believe I torched how, you. How you many, were right no, on the money. not you, but how many, I know. how many people said, like, wow, that's not. I mean, I, I said that. That's not great for Trey Lance. No. That's why I knew it was no. a hedge. Right. Because you don't, you don't go all in on someone and then keep their very famous backup like sitting there. Like That's, that's unnecessary pressure. And this and, would be a hedge. Absolutely. And they need a hedge. Well, that's, I mean, and, and that's, that's my a, opinion. That's a fair opinion. But I think that what he's saying is also fair. If you really want to let Luciano have some space... You don't sign Brandon Crawford to hang out on his shoulders. And help him. Well, help him learn the position. Help him. Right. And put pressure on him. Well, what's wrong with a little pressure? <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> if the kid's not ready to be a shortstop, then go go down to AAA. You got to win baseball I think, games. I think the job of a team is to put their players in the best position to succeed. That's what I think. And I don't think that would have been it. Okay. Um, defensive Player of the Week brought to you by East Bay Law Practice. When you need the best defense, you need to call the Bay Area's top criminal defense attorney. Visit EastBayLawPractice.com today. All right, let's go back to last night. Nicker Bockers putting together a fourth quarter run.
to cut the Warriors' lead to just four. This is my favorite play of the night. Steve Kerr subbed the starters. Moses Moody included back into the game. And Moody and Kaminga, as Goo would say, Kamudi, <laughs> combined for a stop and a score to stop the Knickerbocker run. Alec Burks driving on Moody. Pull-up jumper blocked by Moses at the elbow. Kaminga racing down the floor with Brunson to beat. Takes the contact and lays it in. And one Kaminga. <laughs> can we play more Can we play more Dana in Warriors Live? I can't even handle Kevin, it. Kevin's on the call again tonight. I just can't it's with Dana. It's delicious. It's just too much. It's absolutely delicious. And he hits it. He hits you when you least expect it. I was driving last night, getting the first quarter on the way home, and he had one early in the game. And I was like, this guy, oh my God, I can, I'm openly just laughing. GP2. <laughs> There's so many of them. I need to start like remembering where they are in the game so I can go back and, and catch them on the Odyssey app. Uh, I, I think uh, Nahigan put together a Dana montage. We should play it in Warriors Live. We should. Which is next. The Defensive Play of the Week was brought to you by East Bay Law Practice. East Bay Law Practice knows how to go the distance for you by providing the defense you need to help reduce or eliminate your penalties. Visit eastbaylawpractice.com today. Warriors Live is next. Presented by Xfinity. At home or on the go. You get the fastest internet to all your devices. Anytime, this is a rule, Grandy. Anytime Dibs and I are in a, like a heavy debate from now on, just play a Dana bite. And then it's like, it's, everything's fine. It's fine. I'm Willard and Dibs. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
Warriors basketball is back. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Chris Paul. 60 minutes before every game, we get you ready for tip. It's Warriors Live, and it starts now. North of the border, the Golden State Warriors try to continue their red-hot road streak against the Raptors and Dibs. The last time the Raptors and Warriors got together, you know what happened to the Warriors? You could throw the records out, Mark, when they got together. You could. They I'd, got beat, as they I got recall. Served. They got big time <laughs> served. It was ugly. Warriors Live is presented by Xfinity 10G, the network made for streaming. I will say this. Um, you cannot sneeze at seven straight on the road. I don't care the opponent. I don't care who's hurt, who's out, blah, blah, blah. Seven straight on the road in the NBA, especially in the shadow of what this team did on the road last year, is nothing short of impressive. It's nothing short of amazing, and you're right. Any road victory over any professional basketball team is not to be discounted. And you look at the Warriors, and man, they've played so great of late. They've won 8 of 10. They came out of the break hot, and yet you're still the 10 seed. It underscores exactly how much work... You have to put in and just how much work it's going to take to climb to nine, let alone eight, seven, and maybe even six uh, with the bet that we have with the great Leanna Pons, yep. one of our devoted listeners. Yeah, they've played great. What is it, 11 of 14? They've won. Uh, is it 11 of 14, 11 of 15, something like that? Whatever, Whatever it is. is yeah. And you're still at the 10. It's tough to move up in the uh, NBA standings. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 of, of 15. 15, okay. 12 of 15. I, I sold them short. I apologize. And four games above 500 now, and they were they were flirting with 500 for so long, and now they've got some distance. Five games up on Utah, so a top 10 seed is pretty much cemented, but can you climb up from there? Um, and they face a Toronto Raptors squad that uh, when you look at it on paper, you're like, oh, okay, that's that's a win. Um, however, the Toronto Raptors um, have won three of their last four. They lost at home against Dallas a couple of nights ago, but um, wins over Brooklyn and Atlanta and Indiana before that. Uh, a team that can put together a game. The Warriors are only a two-and-a-half-point favorite tonight. Okay, And as we said, no, and we'll get to the injury report in a second, but no Brandon Pajemski in this game tonight, which changes things a lot. And and one thing that I would really look for the Warriors uh, to, to focus on, and that is rebounding, because that guy is by far and away your best rebounding guard, flat out one of your best rebounders, period. And when the Warriors do struggle with their fourth quarter leads, I often end up feeling like that's the thing. They have a hard time getting key rebounds, and with Pajemski out of the game, they're going to need some extra focus on that in this one. Yeah, and uh, Toronto does benefit by being home. It's part of a four-game homestand for Toronto. They lost to Dallas a couple of nights ago, so a little bit more rested. And the Warriors' travel spot, this is about as difficult as it gets when you arrive at 7 a.m. So by the time the game tips here, they've only been in Toronto now for about 11 hours, and you get in at 7, right. and if you can't sleep on the plane, which I can't stay awake on planes, but I'm sure some of these guys <laughs> Nor can I. didn't get a chance to sleep, so you you dash home and you grab a cat nap and you get up and your schedule's kind of thrown off. So and this one feels to me like not a scheduled loss, but if they win this one in Toronto, it'd be the most impressive win for me so far on this road well, trip. Well, and I do think then you fall into a house money game 
this weekend against the Boston sure, Celtics. Sure. Um, I hate saying that. I, you don't want to give away any games, but at the end of a road trip where you would be 3-0 and on the trip leading into that game, that's one of those games where it's like, okay, if if you go if you go lose that one, uh, understood, and then get back home for outside of Milwaukee's presence is a homestand where you probably uh, are able to make a, a continued move. You've got some teams coming into town that uh, that you should be able to handle. All right, there's some developing news with regard to who is going to be starting in place of Brandon Pajemski. More on that in just a second. Okay. Stay right where you are. Today's injury report is brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. For more info, visit BoxerLaw.com. The Warrior Injury Report is Andrew Wiggins is out for personal reasons. Nothing new on that front. Pajemski is out with right knee soreness after playing in the game last night. And Guy Santos continues to be unlikely, although he's listed as doubtful with the right knee inflammation. For the Raptors, Chris Boucher is questionable with an illness. Okay, Pajemski's out. Want to venture a guess as to who's starting in his place? It's got to be the claymaker. Indeed it is. Oh, wow. So Clay Thompson back into the starting lineup tonight, even though the Warriors have stated very clearly that they really love what he's doing off the bench, want to try to stick to it as long as they're continuing to get good performances off of the bench. Um, But with Andrew Wiggins out and Moses Moody moving in, um, I, I just I don't even I don't know if they had another viable option right. than uh, than moving Clay Thompson into the starting lineup. So that is what they will do in this one tonight. And hopefully Clay can readjust to being back in the starting lineup. I know he made comments uh, last week about how it, you know when you come in in the middle of the first quarter, end of the first quarter, whenever it is, you don't have that same kind of pressure as you do when you're starting the game. You can kind of get into the flow. But Clay started enough games. I can't imagine this is going to be much of an adjustment back for him to be in the starting lineup. So someone asked me earlier today, okay, with Wiggins out, who are you focused on in terms of who needs to step up? And I think in in one way the answer is kind of obvious. You're like, well, uh, how about the guy who's filling in for him? That would be uh, Moses Moody. But it's like that's part of it for sure. And Moody last night, like his three-point shot wasn't falling, but he still found a way to really affect the game. His defense on Jalen Brunson was fantastic. Steve Kerr talked about how Brunson's a very physical guard, and so you needed a bigger body that could kind of handle him, and so Moody is perfect for that role, and that was a big part of last night's win. He led the team, if this matters to you, he led the team in plus-minus rating. Moody had a plus-23 last night in an 11-point win, but the name we should focus on for a minute is the one who's averaged 23 points a game with Andrew out, and I really do wonder about this. This is a conversation that if we wanted to, could last the rest of the hour as we get ready for the game. But Kaminga had really gotten it going in late January and early February. And then he hit what felt like just a little mini wall, and his point totals and the focus on him on offense seemed to drop off a little bit. But snap a finger, Wiggins goes out, And Kaminga responds immediately with back-to-back 20-plus point games. 21 against Washington, 25 against the Knicks at MSG. He looks totally energized. I don't mean he's happy that Andrew's gone, but we've spent so much time this year, the Warriors have, 
talking about the difficulties for Kaminga and Wiggins to play together. So I really am interested to see what Kaminga continues to look like while Wiggins is out, because that's been such a subject this year. It has, and it felt like, and Steve Kerr said as much to us on the show, that when Draymond came back, he kind of unlocked the conundrum of Wiggins and Kaminga playing together. And when Draymond was with Wiggins and Kaminga, it seemed like that's when the team started to cook. But now Wiggins is out for who knows how long, what period of time. But you mentioned it last night. Jonathan Kaminga, Kaminga, <laughs> with 19 shot attempts too, Mark. So not only yeah. is he putting up big numbers, he's also looking to score a lot more than he does with Andrew Wiggins. And made 12 of them. The, the field goal percentage with Wiggins out, okay, the last two games, that's a total of 32 shot attempts. 22 of them have gone, have gone in. Man. Kaminga is playing tremendously efficient basketball and not lost on everybody. Do you know what he is from three-point range in those two games? Tell me. Oh, for 1. That's it? That's it. That's it and that's all? He has pretty much openly discussed the fact that he is going to largely look away from the three-point line right now. He says we've got other players on the team that do it better. Doesn't mean I'll never shoot them. Doesn't mean it won't be the right shot sometimes. So it's there if uh, if if Jonathan's willing to take it. But what you're seeing is him just completely go. Look, my strength is not that. Why am I settling for jump shots when I'm a leaper? I'm fast. I am a physical presence in the paint when I can get there, so I should try to get there as much as possible. Yeah, and I would look to see him do that even more tonight with Clay in the starting lineup. Steph and Clay, yep. go ahead and handle the three point shot aspect of it and just get in there and attack the basket. I was looking at his best combinations as far as plus minus goes per 100 possessions, and his top three best five man con- uh, combos, none of them include. Andrew Wiggins. And here's one that caught my eye. Something to keep an eye on tonight. His third best combo is Curry, Kaminga, Looney, Chris Paul, and Clay. Huh. So I wonder if this isn't a game where Kevon Looney gets some more minutes. And, you know, Chris Paul's been such well, a good part of that second unit as well. And you need rebounding with Pajemski out. Right. Like that five that you just mentioned, that could be the closing lineup. Right. Could be the closing lineup. Could be. Not the starting lineup. Yeah. Could be the closing lineup. And we haven't seen a ton of Kevon Looney, but this feels like uh, a game where his minutes will be up a little bit, second half of a back-to-back. Although, give me that five again. It didn't include Draymond. Is no, that right? It did not. Okay, so then, yeah. no, then that won't be the closing lineup. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, none of his top three lineups include Draymond. Interesting. And part of that might be because Draymond has missed so much time. But the lineup that he's played the most with is Curry, Draymond, Pods, and Wiggins. Okay. That's the lineup with, obviously, Kaminga. That's the lineup he's played the most minutes with and his fourth most productive. Warriors Live is presented by Xfinity at home or on the go. You'll get the fastest internet to all your devices. I mean, along the lines of what you're talking about, and now two changes into the starting lineup with Wiggins and Pajemski both out, you also have to ask the question, all right, who's left for Chris Paul? In fact, I'll go ahead and do my take-it-to-the-bank prediction right now. Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. I am going to say that Dario Saric hits at least two three-pointers tonight. 
um, and gets himself going a little bit. He had a zero-point performance last night in only 11 minutes. Seems like he's starting to fall out of favor a little bit. But if you start to think about now that second unit and how well he works with Chris Paul and the fact that this is Chris's third game back and the fact that there will be, in theory, a little bit less clay with that group, that kind of puts Sharich in a position where they're going to need him to perform as a scorer with that second unit with Chris Paul back. So I think Sharich might play an interesting role tonight. Three threes last night taken, zero threes made. So he did get opportunities in uh, just about 11 minutes. I like that prediction. Mine's going to be centered along Kavon Looney. I think Kavon's going to get some increased minutes tonight. I think you're going to see TJD as well. But I'm going to put Kavon Looney... Over eight rebounds, eight rebounds or more. I think Kavan gets more of a chance tonight. He played just 10 minutes last night against New York. I think the Toronto matchup is one that would allow him to get out there and get up and down a little bit and you know make an impact against the Raptors. So I got Kavan at least eight rebounds tonight. I, I, I hope because, again, rebounding is where my eye is tonight. You look at last night's leading rebounders, and Pajemski only had three, by the way. Uh, he had definitely a down game. Two points, only three rebounds, and he did that in 32 minutes. So he was out there, but he was not producing much numbers-wise. So I also sort of wonder, when you see him suddenly go out with right knee soreness, This I'm not saying that they're making up an injury, but this smacks of a player who needs a night off. Uh, a little bit of a rookie wall type thing. Brandon has been struggling with his shot for a better part of a week and a half now. But Draymond had 10 rebounds and Steph had 11. And uh, the team as a whole, um, you know, held their own. The Knicks out-rebounded them by three. Uh, but that's fine. That's the stat I'm looking at tonight. And so is it Looney? Is it TJD? Draymond, I would assume, as always, very, very focused on it tonight. But if they can't have Looney in there... Um, and he, again, plays just like 10 minutes, and there's no Pajemski, uh, the Warriors do run the risk of uh, of being at a rebounding disadvantage. No doubt. And if you look at Pajemski's game log, the last game he missed was November 28th. And we talk about Steph Curry and the fatigue of being a part of the All-Star weekend. Well, Pods was too. Remember, he played in that uh, the Young Guys game yes, he did. out there in Indiana. So the young Guys game. It used to be the Rookie Soft, which I loved. The rookies would take on the Softs. Future, fu- futures Challenge? What, what's it called now? The Young Guys game. Okay, the Young Guys game. I mean, game. You know, it's yeah. funny because I don't think that you know either. I don't. And that it's like the you future, know, future stars. You, or, know, you, you know me and All-Star Weekend. Right. I'm out. I actually loved when it was the rookies against the softs. I thought, much like the East versus West, it at least created the idea of some competition while competition is dead in All-Star Weekend. But the greater point is that Pods was there at the Young Guys game. Yes, Rising Stars. Yeah. It's called the Rising Stars, sponsored by Panini. <laughs> young Guys game. YGG. It's the Young Guys game. But he was there, and so he didn't get the same break that other guys got, and his last DNP was November 28th. Yeah. So it's understandable if Pods is hitting some sort of a wall. Completely, and so you do it on a back-to-back on a night where the Warriors might well be able to pull off a victory without him and then you know head into uh, Boston this weekend, see if he's ready to go, and uh, and obviously if not... They've got a bunch of days off after that. Like that, this is an interesting spot here for the Warriors. 
especially if they can get a win tonight. I really think, not that you could take your foot off the gas, but you've only got one more game after tonight between now and next Wednesday uh, when Milwaukee and Giannis come to town. And so um, there's a bunch of days off cooked in there. And if you win tonight, a game that let's just be real, like you don't need. Boston does not lose at home. This is going to be very, very hard to win that game on Sunday, especially at the end of a trip and with certain players ailing. Wiggins, I would expect, I don't know this, but I would expect Wiggins to still be out. And now you're dealing with the the Pajemski situation as well. Chance for the Warriors to take a breath a little bit, especially if they can win this one tonight and only have one game over the next six days. Boston 27-3 and three at I home. Mean, so God. they do lose at home, Mark. Yes, but they do. Not very. Not that's a much. 900 winning percentage Damn. for Boston. And, man, what a difference a couple of months make. Last time the Warriors played Toronto, January 7th, they lost by 15. They fell to 17-19. and 19. They would go out to lose against New Orleans New in the Orleans next game. By 40 or something. Right. They lost by 36. Great, great memory. Yeah. And at that point, we were thinking, oh, geez, lottery and, you know, Secaucus, and here we go. And they oh, have turned that baby around. It was the low point because I, 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 it wasn't just a 15-point loss followed by a 36-point loss in your own building. Do you all remember how they were playing? It was like gross basketball. Yeah. Some of the worst defensive basketball I have ever watched, especially by a home team. Toronto and New Orleans came in and hit every shot. Yep. They hit every shot. And people are like, boy, you're on fire. No, you're not on fire. You're just not being guarded. The Warriors looked like they were checked out. And it was in that moment that you sort of like, I'll be I'll admit it. You looked at it and you're like, Oh, I don't know if it's gonna happen this right. year. I really don't. Well, two and five on the homestand. Yeah, gross. Like you can't do that. No. And uh, and they were able to summon some energy and start to get people back and and all of that stuff. And now you're looking at a very different basketball team. Fourteen and eight since that loss to okay. Toronto. Okay. So um, what's on tap is brought to you by Farmers Brewing. Have you tried Farmers Brewing yet? If not, it's time to put your lips on a farmer. We say it each time. It really is. I'm telling you, this beer is really really good. Um, could it be? Yet another road win for the Warriors. They have won seven straight on the road, eight of their last nine. The last time the Warriors won seven road games in a row, it turned out it was an 11-game streak in the 2018-2019 season. And uh, if you're new here, that's going all the way back to when the Golden State Warriors were still in the thick of a dynasty. Right, and they have a chance to uh, keep that going. Don't know if they'll win both of these next two road games, as you mentioned, if you win tonight, the Boston game feels a little bit less uh, imperative that you get it. A 3-1 and one road trip is far, far better than a 2-2, two and two, but this one's a gut-check game. You land at 7 a.m., and 12 hours later, you got to play off a game last night against New York that was very physical. It was pretty taxing. So this is one of those games where you got to dig deep knowing that you're down a few of your, of your key guys. You know what else is on tap tonight is a little bit more from Kevin Dana. He is in for Tim Roy once again. And so to give yourself just a, a little taste, a little taste of what might be happening on your radio here in a very short amount of time, well, here it is. Curry through some traffic. Fakes the shot, hands it off, Draymond finds a cutting, Pajemski flips it over his shoulder, and it's going to roll around the rim and drop in. 
Paul gets a screen from TJD, hands it off Sharks. Now Clay, a right wing three is railed. 85-72, fourth triple of the game for Monsieur Thompson. Coming up on a five count, does get it into Draymond deep on the right wing for step open corner three. Gucci! 190, 28 for Steph. Big bucket there to bump the lead up to 10. Rebound, Stephen Curry gets it ahead to Kaminga, which just Brunson to beat, but he wants his teammates to join him. Now on the secondary break, he just bowls over Jalen Brunson, puts it in, and says Brunson's too small. They didn't call a foul. The fans don't like it. Brunson doesn't like it. There's a couple of guys sitting courtside with their hands up in the air like, how could you do this to us? There it is, Kevin Dana. He's getting ready to roll his R's for you right here on 95.7. I look forward to You never know. Hopefully, and I know you're listening, Kevin, if you can give me a rain dance, I, I would love it. Oh, my God. I mean, he's got so many that he pulls out. It's it's refreshing. I yeah. love Tim Roy like of none course. other. yeah, Tim's the best. It's definitely a change of pace, though, when you get some Dana calls. <laughs> <laughs> the follow-up dunk, I don't know if I'm not going to ask you, we don't have enough time for you to go search for anything, Grandy, but the follow-up dunk by GP2 last week is probably one I will just, I'll never forget it. I can't even mimic it, but it's a GP2. <laughs> <laughs> we played it last week. Oh, it my God. Really I'm fun. Absolutely the best. All right, listen, um, tonight's going to be hard. That's my other take is the bank of yeah. prediction. Tonight's going to be hard. No Wiggins, no Pajemski, back-to-back, road trip wearing on. Toronto's got a little bit of feeling himself in this one. Good feels from the last time they played the Warriors. Uh, just um, only a two-and-a-half-point spread. Vegas is telling you something there. This is going to be a hard one. No doubt. You just got to uh, buckle up and see if you can pull it out and you get a day off and then you take on the best team in the association. Speaking of a day off, you uh, want to do it again tomorrow? No, I got a ref tomorrow. How about the day after that? I'm good. How about Monday? I'm in. Okay, there it is. Uh, for Dibs, for Grandy, for Lucas, I'm Mark. Warriors Live presented by Xfinity at home or on the go. You'll get the fastest internet to all your devices, and we send it out to the arena next. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.